Hello and welcome back to a new recording of Doctrine and Doxology. You know the routine by now if you've listened for any length of time. Things are pretty much the same, same yep. including who we are. I am Skylar Spradlin. And I am Larry Jones. And that hasn't changed either over the last several years. Uh, this has been, this is like year five, I think. Really? Seems like it's been 20. Wow. <laughs> No, really, yeah. it doesn't seem that long at all. Um, Life, time flies when you're having fun, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it didn't feel like five to me, but it's something like that, um, because I saw some reminders about things from several years ago. We underwent a name change, Yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff, so maybe longer than that. But it's been good. I've, I've enjoyed the learning process of studying about the... Uh, questions we've been asked and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the studies mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. gone through in this uh, systematic theology. Yeah. Which we're continuing to go through. Uh, yes, we are. Looking we're, at we're just some, some doctrines of the Christian faith. Yeah, we're getting towards the end Three here. quarters of the way, depending on how big the index is. Oh, yeah. We're, way, we're way past three quarters. Uh, we've been on the subject of the church for a while. Yes, we have. Ecclesiology. Ecclesiology. Uh, and today's... Um, it's still part of the church. Yeah, and it's really good. I think it's one of my favorite discussions about life in the church that I yes. wish the discussion happened more often. Yeah, there's a lot of things, and we're talking about uh, means of grace within the church. There's a lot of things in the church going on that for God just blesses his people. Before we get to that list. Yes, and there is one. What do we mean by means of grace? Well, I'll, I'll give you uh, Grudem's definition. Mm. Any activities within the fellowship of the church that God uses to give more grace to Christians. That sounds a little... Workspaced. I don't know what that word means. Workspaced? Workspace. Works based. Works based. I'm sorry. I thought you said workspace. Yeah, like, well. This is my desk. This is I'm my workspace. Often. Works works based. based. Like merit based. Like I earn or if I just do the right things in the right way, I get more grace. Well, Sometimes that's true. Uh, you need to clarify for me. Well, if I study my Bible and read it, I receive a blessing from God because he opens my eyes to his truths. So that's, I'm working and God's blessing. So you're saying that if I do certain things... Yes. We would say maybe disciplines. Disciplines, yes. Obedience. Yep, yep. That I have earned more grace. You can't earn the gift of God. And I would say grace is a gift of God and not of works, lest anyone should boast. Mm. That's faith in it. For by grace. Well, I mean. 
for you ever see. For by let me I'm trying to think of that verse. For by grace, yes, you're, you but you're right. But it may not be some, that verse, but you're right. Yeah, there's some benefits. I mean, there's blessings that come with many things. Well, I think I would change the word earn and say enjoy. As I do these disciplines and as I'm obedient to the word of God, I enjoy more of the grace of God. So that sounds like it's out there and I don't enjoy it unless I practice. Well, I would, yeah, that's where I would land. Because sin or disobedience or neglecting the things that God says we should be doing, I mean, that, that, that's like the the food is on the table and I'm choosing to come over here and lick on the floor kind of thing. Eat out the dog's dish. Yeah. <laughs> but if but but God all the while is saying if you'll just come up to the table, sit in the chair, scoot up, and grab the fork and the knife, you can have all this food. Like I'm gonna bless and and lavish my grace. On if people, you, if you do what I say. Well, he in one sense he does it just generally, common yes. grace. There's common grace. Everybody gets it. There's special grace that's saving grace, and that's not what we're talking about here. I but I think there's this other element of God's goodness shown to us that we enjoy it or access it more if we're in the scriptures, in prayer, fellowshipping with yes, God, doing the disciplines. Yeah. Of being a Christian, yeah. And that's the point means, like the, the avenue for grace. Okay. And by grace, I think you're right in saying blessing there. Yeah. Not well, that, like, I if I do... call it other than that. It's not like if I do these things, then I'll only have goodness in life. Well, no. Like, well, hey, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm going to church, I'm doing all the... Right things, why, why am, am I, I still not? struggling? Why am yeah. I still suffering? Why am I still... That's not what we're saying. Of course not. We're saying that the Christian is built up in their faith and in their enjoyment of God and in their walk with Christ when they pursue it through these certain means. And to not pursue it through these certain means stunts and hinders your spiritual growth that's an absolute truth well very good thank you, you. explained that well would you just like to end right here uh no i would like to mention the uh elements that occur the means the means the things that happen in a church that god blesses us through okay so we're not talking about personal spiritual disciplines we're talking about corporate means of grace that is a truth. Okay. That's what we're talking about today. Read it to us, Skippy. Okay, I've got like a list. And then in the book, he goes through each one and explains each one. So I don't know how detailed we want to get or just briefly explain each one. I don't know. I think we'll or just Or should talk, I just read, a word, just read one it. and you just explain it? And I'll read the second one and you explain it. Uh, why don't you just read them all first? I'll read them all. Then... Okay, so the... Uh, the means of grace that believers have access to within the fellowship of the church. The list starts now. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Teaching of the word. Baptism. The Lord's Supper. 
prayer for one another, worship, church discipline, giving, spiritual gifts, fellowship, evangelism, personal ministry to individuals. The list ends now. Hmm. Hmm. And in the book, he goes through and he just takes each topic and just says what he thinks about it. I mean, I think I would agree that all those things can be means of grace. I, my list would have been shorter. Uh, okay. What what one would you leave out? Um, I would have left out the last one. Personal ministry to individuals? Yeah, I would have less left out evangelism. Uh, but are we not blessed? Don't we have a euphoric? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not saying when we, as a church, evangelize and we see God working in the lives of an individual to bring them to salvation. Yeah, I'm not saying that these aren't that or that evangelism or personal ministry isn't a means of grace. I'm saying my list would have been more restrictive to only those things that occur in the life of the church. You can evangelize outside. Yes, you can of the fellowship. And you can do personal ministry outside of the And fellowship. you should, yes. Yeah, and you should do those things. So my list would have been a bit more narrow. Narrowly scoped. And constricted. Yeah. Yeah. To to those things that are only possible in the context of the church. Oh, I see. I got you. Even serving, I think, requires a nuance. You should be serving outside of the church. But if we're talking about 1 Corinthians 12, the building up the, of the body with your spiritual gift, yes, then I would include it in the list. Okay. What? So how does teaching the Word <coughs> give us a blessing from God? The, you should know this when you're a preacher. Hmm. So, well, it's, it opens it opens the floodgates of God's grace because the yeah. Word reveals God. Right. We yeah. only know Him by the Scriptures, and He has ordained that there's this unique event taking place in the preaching and teaching of that Word. So you and I get blessing just reading it, absolutely. Yes, we do. And studying it and on That could be own. done outside the church. Yes, but I think what, be I think what Grudem too. is saying when he qualifies that with teaching is this unique spiritual event right. that God, again, uniquely works through in the life of the church and in the believer's personal life through the proclamation of his word. Right, exactly. For He says for spiritual nourishment and for maintaining spiritual life. Yeah, it's the very, um, I mean, it's it's the it's the food, it's the feast of the sheep. It's right. It's Jesus saying to Peter, "Feed my sheep, feed my flock." Right. This is how that's done. This is the buffet. Yeah, that's good. And you know, you it's nice to have someone who has uh, studied God's word for the whole week and presents it, uh, a section of it. To the congregation, yeah, uh, I, in depth. Church, church members and churches are only going to benefit 
when they lighten the load of other things off of their pastor. Okay. And at the same time require him to spend his time in study and preparation. Yeah. I mean I, I kind of metaphorically think like you take you take as much off the plate of your pastor as possible and then shove him in the study and lock the door. And okay. say don't come out until you've got a word from the Lord out of the scriptures. Because Sunday morning we want a a smorgasbord of food there. This is what we, we don't want yeah. a cold hot dog. Yeah, this is what we expect and what we need and yeah, there's grace because, you know, life gets busy or this, that, or the other, whatever. But the ordinary th- thing of the pastorate is preach this scripture to us and we'll do the rest to alleviate your workload. Yeah. Because that's the, and I'm glad he put that first in his list. That's the first and I would say most important means of grace. Everything else comes from that. We don't even know what the other means of grace are apart from the first one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. Next one on the list is baptism. Baptism. Well, I mean, well, you know. Baptism is awesome. Yeah, when, you, when you're baptized, it is a, a time of refreshing for you. It should be. And I, I, I do yeah. it. I was baptized because I was being obedient. But also, there was, there was something to the proclamation you're making. Uh, you're, rep- you're showing the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ in the act of baptism yeah, when I'd, you were baptized. And it stirred my heart tremendously when that happened for me. Yeah, so we're Baptists. We, we believe in immersion. Yes. And we believe in the baptism of believers. We don't believe that baptism saves a person. However, I would say baptism rounds out the conversion of a person. Yeah, it's like the first step of obedience, we call it. Yeah, if conversion can be defined as a two-sided coin of faith and repentance, and I think it can be, then part of that faith is this public identification with Christ in baptism. And that also blesses those watching. It stirs my heart when I see someone else testify this it, is how I got man. saved, yeah. and I'm following him in baptism. It, it reminds we rejoice us, when they do that. Yeah, it reminds us that God is still saving, that God is gracious and merciful. It spurs us on to further evangelism. It uh, pictures what we're all hoping for as the person is buried mm-hmm. and then yeah. raised to newness of life with Christ and anticipating that future resurrection. I mean, everything about it is this summarizing of our entire faith. Right. We've all gone through those waters, and we all remember back to our own baptisms, and we're all holding fast to what it's it's promising to us. Right. Yeah, it was, to me, that was a very easy subject that you could say this is God's grace for the church. Yeah, he blesses us and nourishes us and... Builds us up through that through baptism. Yeah. yeah, I hope the Lord's Supper's next. It's 
You you guessed it. How did you did you look over here and see my paper? Man, they tend to go the hand Lord's hand. Supper. So what? I think how there's is that a, God's I, grace. I think there's a lot of mystery in the Lord's Supper for most people. I don't know. It, I, it is what it is. It's something that that the Lord asks us to do. You're walking in obedience again. Right, but. I I think okay. Let me back up. I think most people know what it symbolizes. Yes, the body and the blood of Christ. Right, it's the but, new covenant. But I think if you asked most people, why, why did the Lord want us to do this regularly? Baptism, we kind of understand. It happens at conversion. It happens as a public proclamation. There's a, there's some other built-in things that it's doing. Right. But why, the Lord's Supper? Because if it's just remembering, well, I can do that in a lot of other ways. Yes, yes. So what's the point of this specific ordinance? And I think a lot would struggle with that. And I, frankly, I think the more you study it, the more questions you can ask about it that are kind of perplexing. There's well, a lot of views on it. Say there's that way. one word I think. Per- perplexing? <laughs> no. Starts with a P. Uh, participation. Okay. Yeah. You're participating in an act that symbolizes, like baptism, you're participating in an act, but you're participating in an act that symbolizes the new covenant. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Old Testament, you know, you had the Old Covenant and people had certain rituals they had to go through mm-hmm. uh, at God's command. Mm-hmm. And now we have a new covenant, and we have rituals we go through at God's command. Yeah. Well, and I've, I land, I'm not a Catholic, so I don't think it's the literal body and blood of yeah. Christ. Yeah. I'm not a Lutheran, so I don't think it's the body of Christ hovering around and the blood of Christ hovering around the elements or whatever else. I'm a Baptist. I'm a I'm a Protestant Baptist, and so yeah. I I believe it's symbolic. However, I also believe that there is a very special moment of grace taking place with a unique presence of Christ in the congregation at that time. Right. So I don't take it as just symbolic. I think there's more going on spiritually in yeah. that moment. There's togetherness. Yeah, there's supposed we, to be. We eat the, the bread, drink the cup together. Yeah. Uh, it shows unity in the church. Yeah. I'm a I'm a closed or close Lord's Supper guy. Our church is not, but I, that that's more where I would. Land? Is that your favorite yeah, word? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say. Just like guarding and baptism or guarding and church membership, we have a duty to guard the Lord's table to make sure that only those who are Christians Qualified. are yep. partaking. Um, because I do think there's this, you know, I think there's scriptural warrant for that, but I also think there's this unique special moment of grace taking place as the presence of Christ is with us uniquely right. in that moment. I Christ shared, is always with us, but uniquely sure. in that moment. I, sh- I shared this with my Sunday school class. That 
when when you uh, read the section where his body is so they broke the bread when the the word broke mm-hmm. is mentioned i physically break the bread yeah i i don't know it just kind of sends goosebumps <laughs> yeah. over me uh, it's just uh trying to remember it and how christ's body was really broken not that he broke any bones but it was uh, submitted to crucifixion. Well, yeah, it was broken unto death. It was yeah. crushed. But yeah, I, I really en- I enjoy that. Uh, yeah, if it it's wouldn't a time to just just let just flush all things out of your mind except focus on one thing, and that yeah. was the gift God gave us through His Son. If it wouldn't be weird to a lot of people, I I would like I like the picture of that. I yeah. would do that myself in the front. Um, because I think it, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Yeah, but we're not going to be able to get through them all. I know. We're out of time. The next one is prayer. Already? No, almost. Okay. Next one is prayer. Prayer's obvious. Prayer's prayer. You're communing with God. How can there not be grace? expression of our hearts and reflection of sincere faith, then we should expect that the Holy Spirit will bring a great blessing through it. Yeah. How can God not build us up in prayer right he does every time the next one's my favorite worship worship <laughs> how did you, you you're a mind reader aren't corporate you? worship corporate worship congregational worship to uh to just proclaim scripture to god and man and sing to him his glories and his grace and his mercy and and just fill your heart with the expression of what's coming out of your mouth yeah and you know, because I've shared this with you before, I I think there's a a lost art to true congregational worship. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I th- so. I think this um, direction that we've gone mostly with loud music and more of a concert type worship. Yeah, and uh, kind of superficial lyrics has really robbed us of the the magnitude of worship and i think when we are able to hear the voices of the congregation and sing the the deepest truths of christ right right expressed in these beautiful ways uh man there's there is great power in that and so you know we've talked about colossians 3 singing to one another Right, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and yep. And I think I've mentioned even on 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 this podcast, it what a joy it is to stand in front and hear everyone singing. Yeah, I don't think people on the back row get that blessing. Well, they don't get it as as strong <laughs> as strong because yeah. I stand back there at the end for the last song. Yeah, and you can hear if if they know that song, but. Standing in front, it blows you away, doesn't it? It is glorious. And then to look up and make eye contact with a person singing the same thing that you're singing, and they're singing it with conviction and sincerity, and you're ministering to one another in the middle of that song. I mean, it's it's really, really, really good. What's really uh, another just kind of a sidebar on that whole deal is while we're singing a song, especially if the little children know it, to hear them singing it. Yeah. That stirs me like you can't believe. Yeah. Just to hear children, because they're being raised right. 
they're being raised to love Jesus and they may not have received him as Savior yet. They're too young, but they're still singing with a loud voice the glories of God. And there's an innocence about it. Oh, yeah. It just, that's a pure blessing. I think one of the best things we did was just turn the volume down in our congregation. I mean, like the Well, so they can hear each other. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think if you have a, a big band and it's blowing everyone away, then all they hear is the band. They don't hear themselves. Yeah. And some people like that. Some people think they have a bad voice and they don't want to hear themselves, but I I don't think that's scriptural. <laughs> I've I have heard that forever. Yeah. But I have never sat in a congregation and heard somebody sing solid biblical yeah. songs and thought, "Man, they don't sound good." Never. That's we, just the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, we once had a a singing it was like a fifth Sunday singing uh, Sunday night church, and uh, everybody got up and sang with tapes and did a great job, and it was good. But this one guy got up, and uh, he couldn't sing a lick. I mean, he could not keep a tune, and he sang uh, a, one of the great uh, hymn songs. But he it, he cried while he sang it. That was more special than any of the other ones who could stay on key. Yeah, because sincerity. It was his heart. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We really are out of time now. Okay, so we'll start up next week where we left off. I'm kind of misty right now. I know. Just I don't <laughs> like it when you cry. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's just like. I mean, it's just special. Uh, there's certain events happen in your life that just you cried in Sunday school last a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. That's because Robin pinched me. No, she was telling that story about the the wedding or something. Somebody walking down the aisle and well, let's don't make me out to be a softy, okay? And you were like, um, I I thought you were gonna start wailing, weeping. Oh, I don't wail. I just silently tear up. <laughs> Well, your facial expression was... Sometimes my nose runs. Yeah. Good to have Kleenex in those moments. Uh, Yeah, okay. We can pick it up next week. That'll work. I guess. Lord willing. Well, we do appreciate everybody listening in on the media that you're listening in on. That's true. And if you want to contact us or um, do any kind of work or donate to our podcast ministry or donate to uh some other ministries you can go to doctrinedoxology.com there's a church in wales that i would love to collect money for to help them um upgrade their their facility yeah they're a brand new church plant well i'm talking about a different one oh what about the church plant in wales well yeah they 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 need help too but they're not in their own building yet. This other one's responsible for an old, ancient building, and it's leaky. It's fallen down. They live in a poor side of town. Yeah, it's not where their um, where their people don't have money. Yeah, it's not up to code, so the bathroom situation is really poor. Um, it would do a lot of gospel good just to get a functioning facility there. Right. Right. Uh, so. Anyways, that'd be a good that'd be a good goal. Yeah. 
any any amount of money that comes in in the next year, we will send straight to Wales. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because you don't need any more, and I don't need any more. Nope. Yeah, when we when we solicit money, it's not for our pocket. No, 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 never. Oh, no, 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 never. Make sure everybody knows that. Yeah, it's never been spent on us. Okay, and never will. No. All right, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the mercy and the grace you've given us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the church. And Lord, if someone is not in a church, if they claim to be your child and they're not involved in a local church, Lord, they're sorely missing out on many, if not every one of the blessings we've mentioned this morning. And I pray that you prick their hearts, uh, excite them about getting together with other believers and uh, becoming a part of a unit that, that its focus is to glorify you and bring others to you. Uh, please let that happen. Guide us in our lives. Help us to be bold in our witness. And we love you. And thank you so much for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.